This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's do this. Another day, another dollar, another edition of The Drive. You're listening to The Drive on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com and the Odyssey app. My name is Karenton Harrison. Thrilled to be here with you on this wonderful Wednesday. Rob Brenton is here as well. Taking you up until 6 o'clock. we got a lot to get into. We're going to start today's show with Royals baseball and the retirement of Eric Hosmer. We'll get to that coming up in just a bit. We'll also be joined by Pete Sweeney. There's a lot to talk to Peak Sweeney about. The last time we had him on, we had his stories of being down at Union Station for the parade, but we have not talked to Pete Sweeney about the Super Bowl. We also haven't got his thoughts on what he feels they should do this offseason. We'll do that coming up in an hour or so. We'll be joined by Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride. Joel Goldberg of Royals Television Network will also be on the show. There's a lot to get into on this Wednesday. We appreciate you. Look outside. Isn't it wonderful outside? I know some of you fake like the cold and fake like the snow and want it to be these Arctic frigid temperatures. Doesn't it feel good to look outside and see that it's warming up and know that spring is right around the corner before you know what you're going to be downtown Kansas City getting ready for the Big 12 tournament and having a Pabst Blue Ribbon. You're going to be eating pizza from Pizza Bar, getting something to eat at Johnny Taverns and walking across the street to watch your Kansas Jayhawks lose in the third round of the Big 12. Aren't you excited that spring is right around the corner? Speaking of pizza, take it away, Rob. Pizza time on the drive, Carrington. It's pizza way better than pizza bar. Dial me up right now. Caller number six and I one three five eight six seven six ten. They win pizza from our friends over at Pizza Tasio. Pizza Tasio is Kansas City's best New York style pizza, and they have taken over the town. They got a new spot in Waldo. Plus, they got spots in OP, Lee Summit, Midtown, North KC, St. Joe, and Lawrence. So, whether you're in the mood for maybe a whole pie or you just want a few slices after the Big Twelve tournament, like you were saying, be sure to visit them now at Pizza Tasio. That's pizza, T-A-S-C-I-O.com. I need you guys to do me a couple of favors. Number one, I need you listening to The Drive each day at 2 o'clock on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and the Odyssey app. Number two, I just need you to tell one friend. You don't have to tell two friends. I need you to tell one friend that if you want some of the best pizza in Kansas City, then look no further than The Drive on 610 Sports Radio. Maybe you missed it. Eric Hosmer retired today. Now two and one. Pitch to Eric Hosmer. Ground ball in to right field. Just off the tip of the glove of LaRoche. And there's his first big league hit. 
Congratulations to Eric Hosmer as he retired today and he is moving into a new venture in his life. He is going to be doing media. He has a baseball podcast and platform that's about to launch and it looks like it's going to be pretty good. I'm excited to see what Eric Hosmer is going to do in this next phase of his baseball career. And it got me thinking a couple of different thoughts. Let's start with this. When I very first started working here, I remember the buzz and excitement about Eric Hosmer being called up. This is when Nick was still hosting afternoons, and they were printing up T-shirts, Rob, that said Hosmer Mania on, and they went to the stadium, and they were passing him out for the very first start of Eric Hosmer. Like, Eric Hosmer represented hope and optimism that there was a group of Royals players and prospects that were all coming up around the same time. And this was going to be the group. This was going to be the collection of players that were going to change Royals baseball. And they did it. It started with Eric Hosmer, and then it was Mike Moustakis, and then they made a pretty important trade for Zach Grinke, and those prospects started to get called up. Lorenzo Cain and Alcides Escobar and Salvador Perez. You guys are very aware of the names And this group of about five to seven people changed what it meant to be a sports fan in Kansas City. And as I was thinking a lot about the career of Eric Hosmer over the course of this morning as we got this news and he has done various media outlets, he's going to go on Fesco in the morning tomorrow to tell his story and talk about how excited he is about moving on to the next phase of his baseball career. It really got me thinking, Rob. A lot of the baseball heroes that we have sort of grown up with in Kansas City, whether it be Eric Hosmer, that you remember Eric Hosmer being called up. Rob, you remember the controversy of Eric Hosmer saying how he didn't want to be in a relationship while he was a player. Now he's married with the kid and now he is retired. Like we have seen the full baseball life cycle, so to speak, of certain players. There is one still left. It's like a band and all the band members have decided to stop doing music and there is still one that as much as I think today is about appreciating Eric Hosmer and appreciating that era in Royals baseball and how fun and exciting the 2014 and 2015 seasons were for the Kansas City Royals and there are stories that we are going to tell our grandchildren about that time and what it meant to live in Kansas City during that period. I also think in a way that today is about Salvador Perez as well. Think about that time and how many of those players are no longer playing baseball. Think about that. It doesn't feel like it was that long ago, but in actuality it was like we are coming up on a decade since the wild card game, 10 years. You have Danny Duffy gone, Alex Gordon retired. Eric Hosmer retired. Mike Moustakis, Lorenzo Cain. Lorenzo Cain just had his own day at Kauffman Stadium last year. As we are celebrating Eric Hosmer, and we should, if you have 13 years in the league and you make the money and you have the success on the field that he did, helping a team win a World Series, a part of some iconic plays and iconic moments, you were the face of a major league baseball organization as Eric Hosmer was. It absolutely is about him. It's absolutely about the era in 2014 and 2015. I hope this also serves as a reminder that while Salvador Perez is still playing for the Kansas City Royals and still playing at a relatively high level, there is still 
a band member from that team that is still playing and is still here in the city, still doing things for the community. You can still buy a ticket to go see him at the ballpark. Like the day is coming very, very soon that we are going to be having these conversations about Salvador Perez and none of the members of the 2014 and 2015 Royals are still playing baseball. It is interesting. And there's that line from the dark Knight about, you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. And you were, t- we were talking about this in the office about how all these guys are now leaving baseball and they are slowly one by one going to have their day at the K Lorenzo Cain has had his Eric Cosmer. I imagine this year or next is going to have his Moustakis. I believe his baseball career is coming to a close soon as well. He's going to have his day Wade Davis. We can go through. There are going to be a plethora of it's player X from 2015 team day at the K and they're all going to sell out and they're all going to have the roar of the crowd and they're all going to have this nice moment. And we were talking about this in the back and it got me wondering, does Perez playing on these bad teams taint fans memory of him? Because you open the show talking about, hey, there's still a band member playing in town. They're still one of the guys from the good times kicking around at Kauffman Stadium. But the fact that Salvador Perez stuck it out and played on the 16 team and played on the 2017, 2018, 2019, all these terrible teams, does that change things for his legacy? Because he was part of the good, but he also got tainted by all the bad. Yeah, I don't think that Salvador Perez has been tainted at all. And I would say for a lot of people, their memories of Salvador Perez are sort of frozen in time. I also think that it's important to note, I would say very different than Alex Gordon is. You never had the fall off with him. You remember after this time frame had passed and they made a decision to pay Alex Gordon and he got paid pretty handsomely. I mean, it was like Alex Gordon just completely fell off a cliff after that. And there started to be a tone shift with Alex Gordon that, hey, this contract is actually negative for the Royals. Like, it is a sunken cost. I don't think you've ever really had that feeling about him. And as Salvador Perez, and as we've gotten further and further away from the glory years of the Royals in 2014 and 2015, I mean, you still have a player that has played really, really well since then. Like, if you look at Salvador Perez since then, so from 2016 to 2023, so last season, we're talking about a guy that has hit 260. I mean, his average for the season is 26 home runs, 80 RBIs, and a guy who's hitting 260 with an on-base percentage of around 300. Salvador Perez has continued to be a great player for the Kansas City Royals, and in fact, he has had his best season after this, 2021. That version of Salvador Perez was really good. 48 home runs, 120 RBIs, hit 270, on-base percentage was 316, and had a 544 slugging percentage. Salvador Perez has continued to play incredibly well. And I think Salvi gets a lot of credit for Salvi has had opportunities to pull the ripcord. Salvi has had opportunities to leave Kansas City and go play somewhere else. And he has maintained it this entire time. I love Kansas City. I want to be here. I want to see this thing through. I don't think Salvador Perez ever plays for another organization. I think Salvador Perez is either playing in the new stadium or or he is a part of the organization in some capacity as they move on to another stadium and Salvador Perez is either on the field or he is the person that throws out the first pitch 
in the new stadium. I think he has earned that for the loyalty and love that he has shown, not just the Royals organization, but also the community in his time and being here in Kansas City. I mean, Salvador Perez started with this organization at 21 years old. We have seen all of these guys grow up, so to speak, in Kansas City and in this organization, whether it be Eric Hosmer, Salvador Perez, Danny Duffy, Lorenzo Kane, Mike Moustakis, and one by one, life is happening. So whether you're a guy like Eric Hosmer that is finally calling it quits and he's doing something different, whether it's Lorenzo Kane who was celebrated last year, I mean, I fully expect this year there to be Eric Hosmer day at the K. They're going to have some day in May against whatever team, and it is going to be we have Eric Hosmer bobblehead. We're going to retire his jersey. He's going to get his proper send-off, and he certainly deserves it given everything that he has done for this organization in the seven years that he played in Kansas City. Coming up on the other side, we'll be joined by Joel Goldberg, pregame and postgame host of the Kansas City Royals. We'll get his stories as Eric Hosmer has decided to call it quits. But you know what? We usually wouldn't do this, but for a day like today, for an occasion like today, there is only one thing left to do. Take it away, Rob. We're where you want to be. Baseball with the Royals. Carrington today's random Royals lineup takes us back to Eric Cosmer's first career start with the Kansas City Royals. Here is your Royals lineup from that day. Leading off and playing second base, Mike Aviles. The greatest batting stance in Royals history. Batting second in center field, Melky Cabrera. The milkman. Batting third in left field, Alex Gordon. What a team. You knew this team was destined for greatness. Batting fourth, the designated hitter, Billy Butler. Country breakfast. What's your favorite breakfast? Like right now, you're going to a brunch place, Rob, and they're like, hey, what do you want? What, what are you ordering? It's either an omelet or biscuits and gravy. Yeah, man. Give me an omelet with a side of bacon. Give me either a hash brown or a breakfast potato. You know, I just went to Waffle House this weekend. You know what I had? The grits. Delicious. Two thumbs up. Would recommend. Batting fifth in right field, Jeff Francoeur. What do we think a country breakfast is full of? Like, if you say, hey, give me a country breakfast, what are they bringing you? You're getting multiple meats for sure. Oh, 100%. You're getting multiple Hardy. animals. You're getting cow, pig, and a little chicken on there. Definitely. Maybe a steak and eggs. That's a country breakfast. Oh, 100%. Batting sixth, making his major league debut, the first baseman, Eric Hosmer. What a time. And he got a hit. That's how you knew he's destined for greatness. Batting seventh, the third baseman, Wilson Benameet. Where's he at? Batting eighth, the catcher, Matt Trainer. Oh, goodness. Wasn't his wife like a volleyball Misty May. Yeah, yeah, Misty yeah. May Trainer. Yeah, shout out to him. And Pokemon batting, Trainer. Batting ninth, the shortstop, Alcides Escobar. Mm. Alcides. Why was he not batting leadoff? I don't know. That, that's when the Royals really start to figure things out when they said to hell with analytics and started putting Alcides Escobar in the. One spot. The Royals lost on that day to the A's despite eight innings from Sean O'Sullivan. I mean, of course they did. Sean Sullivan went eight innings giving up That's three Royals runs. That's Royals baseball if I ever heard you right mm-hmm. there. Gio Gonzalez did beat the Royals with the A's that day, three to two. The Royals dropped to 17 and 15 at the time. Oh, they had a winning record though. All right, you can live with that. You know, I take that back, Royals. My bad. You had a winning record at this time, you know? My bad. All Eric Hosmer knows is winning baseball. I wonder what his record is as a Royals baseball player. I'm going to look that up on the other side.
Coming up, we're going to be joined by Joel Goldberg of the Royals Television Network. We'll get his stories as Eric Hosmer has decided to call it quits. That's next. Keep it right here. It's The Drive. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Remember to follow the show on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by Deep Esquale Moore. Car wreck? Get the money you deserve. Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The only place in town to hear the hypothetical button game is on The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Let's head to the phone lines right now to be joined by Joel Goldberg. He does the pregame show. He does the postgame show for the Royals Television Network. Excuse me. And you know what? Baseball season is right around the corner. Look outside. Look at the weather. It feels good to catch up with Joel Goldberg. Joel, we appreciate you coming on the show today. And when Rob said, who would you like to come on and talk about Eric Hosmer? You were the first person that came to my mind because nobody in Kansas City in the media knows him like you. We appreciate you coming on. Let's start with this. What was your reaction to seeing the news today that Eric Hosmer was calling it quits? I mean, I hadn't talked to him about whether he was done or not. But it certainly became very evident over the last couple of years that teams were wanting to have him in their clubhouse for his presence, like the Cubs, but they didn't necessarily have a spot for him. And I just didn't see him going back to the minor leagues. And it certainly helps when, you know, the Padres are paying you millions of dollars a year to essentially not play. But I, you know, I wondered whether there would be a role for him somewhere. You know, maybe it was here, but we've got a left-handed hitting first baseman already. And so uh, what I, I think for me the strange thing is, and it was the same thing with Alex Gordon, maybe actually more so with Hosmer, is that he's one of the first players that I saw broke in from day one and beyond day one. He was the first player that the Royals drafted in my first year here. So if you figure I'm some guy that shows up here in town and opening day 2008, and then by whatever it was, June of 08, he's their first draft pick. I kind of saw his whole career and rode shotgun with him for the seven seasons he was here and kept in touch with him and his family and, and still consider him a, a friend. So I, I knew that if I didn't know that he was – going to retire I knew that he told me he was working on another project media related podcast related and that kind of gave me a thought that maybe he's ready to move on you mentioned and called him one of the most impactful Royals in the organization's history you saw that impact up close what would you say is Eric Hosmer's impact on this city on this organization here's what I would say 
and this is where if we want to dive into the analytics and the numbers and the value and all of that, that's a different discussion. And I think it was interesting that the analytics oftentimes didn't see him defensively the same way that the scouts did. Point being that there's a lot that we can measure. There's a lot we can't. But the intangibles with him were better than anyone that I saw. And here's what I mean by that. I, I do believe that he's the best leader in the clubhouse that I've seen in my 16 years here because from a young age, and certainly then as he got into his prime, he was a guy that was the face that would talk to the media, that would talk to me after the absolute best moments and after the absolute worst. And when I say worst, I mean, remember all of the fights and the bean balls and all that stuff with Jordano Ventura. And I remember when we had a, a big brawl in Chicago, Chris Sales trying to get into the Royals clubhouse, and you know, it was nasty. And I just remember thinking, if the Royals win, I just need Hosmer to have had one hit in the game or to not go over four strikeouts, four strikeouts or whatever. I just need some reason to justify him being my star of the game. And if I don't have it, I still might take him because there will be no one that could speak better on what's going on right now more honestly than Haas. And he was. He was honest that night. He, he, he helped take some accountability, said they would discuss these things and on and on. And then I, I remember a conversation that I had a handful of years ago with Joe Girardi at Yankee Stadium when he was the manager there. And I don't know how it came up, but it turned into a discussion about Hosmer and if you go way, way back to before my time here, and I think 2003, 2002, 2003, when Daryl Kyle with the St. Louis Cardinals tragically passed away in a hotel room, and they canceled the game at Wrigley Field, and it was Joe Girardi, a veteran catcher for the Cubs, who had to get up there with his voice cracking over a microphone at Wrigley and tell people that the game had been postponed due to a tragedy in the Cardinals' family and he could hear his voice catching. And I talked to him about it and about how Hosmer did that on opening day to memorialize and pay tribute to Jordano Ventura a few months after his death. And I remember Girardi saying to me, what he did that day, Hosmer, was so much more difficult than what I did because it was his teammate, it was his brother, it was his friend. And he was so composed that day. And the last thing I'll say about the intangibles and the leadership is I've never seen a player that could click with every single person and every single sort of group or click, if you will, in the clubhouse. You know this. The clubhouse, even on the greatest of teams, has the pitchers who kind of hang out and do their thing. And you've got the hitters that do their thing. And you might have younger guys hanging together and older guys. And you certainly have the, the Latin guys, uh, you know, speaking Spanish. And Haas, yes, his mom... Uh, was born in Cuba and came over and speaks Spanish. But Haas does not speak fluent Spanish at all. But yet, he could he could saddle up at at a, at a seat by a locker next to any Spanish-speaking player, next to any pitcher. You might see him out for a drink with a coach instead of a, instead of a teammate. And, and his best friend on the team was Gerard Dyson. 
And so you got a white guy and an African-American guy from Florida and Mississippi that are, that are as thick as thieves. And I'll take it one step further. When I saw him go on to San Diego, Manny Machado, who I don't know well, who had issues with Jordano Ventura, who I think in many circles is known as being a, you know, a, a big time, I don't know what you, I don't know Manny Machado well enough, but Hosmer could hang with him. He could hang with the biggest superstars to the role players and everybody in between. And I've never seen anyone like that. Right now, we're talking to Joel Goldberg, pre- and post-game host for the Royals Television Network, celebrating Eric Hosmer's retirement from Major League Baseball. I think this is a term that people like you and I throw out all the time. And with some people, it's just very difficult to quantify. We talk about it. If you spent any time around Eric Hosmer and you saw how current players gravitated towards him, as you just mentioned, you saw how fans gravitated toward him, he just had a sort of aura and it about him that was incredibly unique to me. And I think I would describe it this way, and I think we're on the same page here. I know we are. That he had the swagger and the confidence, almost the cockiness, to hang with the Manny Machados of the world, if that makes sense. But yet, the person that would consider themselves a normal everyday guy, a down-to-earth guy, not that the superstars aren't, we put them on pedestals, though. I never looked at Haas and said, man, that guy's got too big an ego. Oh, that guy's full of himself. It was almost the opposite. It was like, man, this guy is so cool that he can hang with anybody, but he treats everybody the same. That was my experience with him. I think that's most people in Kansas City's experience. I saw in the video that he released today that he said he couldn't have had it easier in Kansas City and it wasn't the same in San Diego. That's why... Um, along with the championship, why this place I know will always hold a special place in his heart is that this was the perfect fit. And and you don't get that everywhere you go. And so what we saw as Kansas Cityans and Royals fans was the absolute best. And then things don't always fit or work out in other, in other places. But I, I, he, he's the kind of guy that I'm not going to say all, but it seemed like, the women all all drooled over him, if that's, if that's the way to say it. And the guys all wanted to be him and, and everything in between again. I just, he, he's, a, he's a man of the people, and he's the guy that you wanted. And, and, and by the way, I mean, I, I've, I've talked to the Royals about this before. This is what they saw when they went down to visit him in his parents' house when he was in high school in 2007-2008. They, they saw a guy that they believed could be the future leader of this team. So what they saw on that visit is exactly what he ended up becoming. Joel, what's your favorite Eric Hosmer story? Eric Hosmer is a player. Like if somebody comes up to you and says, hey, tell me your favorite story from 14 and 15, now thinking yeah. back to those glory days with the Royals. What's your favorite Eric Hosmer story? There's so many. I mean, I know he and Salvi on a personal level uh, and ended up basically getting the whole crowd to serenade me on my birthday during a Salvi splash one year, and that you know was pretty surreal and not anything I would have ever expected. But I'll give you this one, and it's one I talk about. I do a lot of motivational speaking around the country, and I, I like to share this one. It's not one that ever got talked about, and it's one that I could certainly talk about after the fact, but I think it was 2016 the Royals were in St. Petersburg playing the Tampa Bay Rays. 
and, and I know they didn't make it to the playoffs that year. It was 16 or 17, but, you know, they, they were competitive enough that, I don't know, any game could be the difference. And it's the sixth or seventh inning, and they're down by one run, and Hosmer's on first, and Lorenzo Cain's on second. The base hit's going to tie the game, and extra base hit gives them the lead. There's two outs, and Hosmer gets picked off first by the pitcher, inning over. And I remember thinking, and this is what we do, you know, in our role, you start thinking about storylines, which change throughout the game. Boy, if they lose, it's going to be because of that. And thankfully, they came back to win the game. But when the game ended, and we're doing our post-game show on the field, the Tropicana Field, and the media went in there to talk to Hosmer, and they inevitably were going to ask him about what happened, whether it made the difference or not. And they said, what happened? And he said, I, I, just, I just messed up my read. Um, I, just, I just messed that up, and I could have lost us the game. And I'm glad that my teammates bailed me out. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I need to be better next time. Later that night, I was back at the hotel, and, and I, I was having a drink. I don't do that too much, the, the, the hanging with players, I should say. Um, and I was invited by Hosmer's family to sit down and have a drink, and it's his mom and his dad, his brother, his uncle. I think Moose was there. And, again, I don't talk about this as it's going on because I'm not working. But somebody in the family asked him, hey, what happened on that play? And, of course, I shut my mouth. I'm not there to be a journalist at that point. And he says, you know, I dove back in. They picked me off. I stood up, and Rusty Coons, everybody knows Rusty Coons, the legendary former first base coach, the, the, the expert, says, I stand up, and, and Rusty says to me, Haas, I gave you the wrong read. I, I totally hung you out to dry, and I messed that up. And nobody ever knew that. I knew it that night because he told the family, but nobody ever knew it. That's Eric Cosmo, the leader right there. Joel, last thing here. How excited are you to see this new venture, this new stage of Eric Hosmer's life? He's married now with the kid. Like, you have really seen Eric Hosmer grow up, and now he's entering this new media venture. How excited are you to see this next phase of his life? Well, the first thing I need to do is get him on my podcast, and I already told him that today. He hasn't big-leagued me yet, so that's good. I mean, I think all of us know that, you know, with – with his ability to communicate, with his ability, like I said before, to connect with every type of player, he'll he'll be a natural with this. I think he could do whatever he wants. And, um, you know, I think he has that same swagger and personality as a Jeff Francoeur. And so if he wants to go down that road and the podcasting road and new new type of media, he'll be great at it. If he wants to be on TV, he'll be great at it. Uh, he certainly doesn't need any of it, but I, I think he's got a lot to give in whatever it is, and uh, it'll be fun. He's, 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 he has that personality and that ability to to probably get anybody on whatever he's doing. That is Joel Goldberg joining us on the show today. He's the pregame host. He's the postgame host for the Royals Television Network. Joel, we got to have you on before the season starts. We got real big league ball to talk about this year with the boys in blue. It's been pretty cool to just go to the grocery store in the offseason amidst everything the Chiefs were doing and have people asking and getting excited about the Royals from the nine or so new players to Bobby Wood Jr.'s, uh, you know, new contract to Vinny Pasquantino being back. So anytime, I'd love to come on. Absolutely. That's Joel Goldberg joining us on the show today. Travel safe, Joel. Thanks, sir.
we really do have big league ball to discuss. Spring training starts two days from now with the Royals on this show, two o'clock on Friday. I'm not going to be here. I mean, I'm going to be here, but I'm not going to be on the air because we got real big league ball to discuss. Of course, Rob's going to take Friday off. I would never do that. You guys know if the Royals have a day game. Oh, I'm sitting up here. I'm itching to get on the air. I'm waiting for that last pitch so I can get behind this microphone and get my takes. You think I would miss a day like that? Rob's like, oh, well, we don't got to do a full show. So, oh, I could just spend more time with my family to hell with your family. We your family. The drive listeners. We're your family, Rob. How could you leave us like this? You're not committed. That's your problem. That's why we lose to Dana and Parks next door because of your lack of commitment to this show. Because I would never do anything like that. Take a day off me? Never. You are notable in the building for how you grind on Royals Day games. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. I couldn't have said it better myself. You took the words right out of my mouth, honestly. That's what I like to be known for. When I'm done here, I want people to remember, man, Carrington, you were just, even in Royals Day games, you were always here just pushing through, man. Rain, snow, sleet, hail, shine, it didn't matter. You were here giving us your absolute best. That's what I'm about, just doing the best job that I possibly can. Congratulations to Eric Hosmer. He is retired. Congratulations to him. Now, I don't know if today is the day to bring this up. But it is part of Eric Hosmer's legacy. Elite level sniper. You remember Casey McDonald. She came to Kansas City with Aaron Murray. I remember I met both of them together. Hey, how's it going? Hey, nice to meet you. They came up here. This is back in the Lake and Bink middays. She came on the show. I got to meet her. She had a very pleasant spirit. She played pick a player back when we used to play pick a player. Eric Hosmer was just laying, learning, following her tendencies, waiting for the moment. He saw there was a little rift in the relationship, and he used that scouting report to take full advantage. Mr. Steal Your Girl, Eric Hosmer, elite-level sniper, elite-level swiper, too. She came to Kansas City with Aaron Murray. She didn't leave. With Aaron Murray, she left with Eric Hosmer. She was on that first thing smoking to San Diego. Salute to to both of them, man. Salute to both of them. What a time. And by both, you mean both Aaron Murray and Eric Hosmer? We ain't seen Aaron Murray since. What is he on? SEC SEC Network. Network. He's not even on the premier SEC (laughs) Network games. That's Jordan Rogers. Yeah, he's not even on the premier SEC Network games. He's the Vanderbilt beat. (laughs) Yeah, he's getting Vanderbilt, Kentucky. Yeah, you're not even getting the premium games. You're not getting Alabama when they're on there, Georgia when they're on there. No. You're getting Missouri, Kentucky, uh, 11 a.m. kick. He got what a lot. You're getting. He covered Connor Baselak's career like no one has ever covered a career. Someone said, Carrington, how is your golf game and those long Royals? I'm not out playing golf. You guys think that I'm Rob? No. My level of focus and commitment is unmatched. I'm here every day. Right on time, 11 o'clock, ready 
waiting for the building to get open, honestly. Waiting on the building. I'm waiting. I'm, I got my computer in hand. I'm ready. There are sports takes to be given out, and if anybody's going to do them, it's going to be me. So I'm going to be here Friday for you. I'm not, I'm not giving these sports takes out for myself. I'm doing them for you as an act of public service is what I think I'm doing. Obviously, Rob doesn't feel that way. Rob sees Friday as a vacation day and not the start of baseball season. We have so much important. This, that's the building block of the foundation of them getting back to the World Series, Rob. They need you to be there. But no, you got to spend time with your family planning your wedding. That's what you got to do. That's more important than this job. This thing of ours is forever. That's what it is. It's forever. And obviously, I'm not getting the level of commitment. Kadarius Tony over there. I'm not getting the level of commitment from you that we need to be the absolute best that we can be. Keep it right here. It's the drive. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison, brought to you by Deep Esqually Moore. Car, truck, or motorcycle wreck? Remember, Mike's got this on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app and listen to The Drive with Carrington wherever you are. All right, we are starting to learn more information about the shooting that happened down at Union Station. Let me put my serious hat on for a second. I don't know if many of you saw this story, but it was a story that had me absolutely flabbergasted this morning when I read it. So, as you know, there were two men that have been charged, and they still have two adolescents in custody for what happened down at Union Station after the parade. One of the men, Rob, his name is Lindell Mays. He is one of the two men that was charged in murder with connection with the shooting that happened down at Union Station. Rob, did you know that his mother started a GoFundMe for him? As he is in the hospital with injuries. Yes, I, this is, I'm not making this up. This is a real thing. The mother of this man, who has now been charged with second-degree murder, she started a GoFundMe account for his medical expenses while he is currently in the hospital with injuries that he sustained from his participation in the shooting last Wednesday. So on this GoFundMe page, she posted a picture and it said, quote, I ask to all, please help by donating to him with his medical bills during this tragic time that he is going through. And then went on to say that this man is in ICU fighting for recovery from several surgeries from going to the Chiefs Super Bowl celebration parade with his older sister and getting shot multiple times. And this was a time that was meant to bring much joy to people, but instead has brought pain and sadness to all that were attending. Now, I'm here to report that a major reason of why people have pain and sadness attributed to that event 
is your son in his activity down at Union Station last Wednesday. And for you to have the gall to start a GoFundMe to help his injuries, absolutely not. So this was going as you would expect it to be going. No one was donating to it, and the backlash was met with heavy resistance. She eventually took it down after she received $100 for his medical expenses. Now, I don't know how many people donated the $100. I don't really care why they gave the $100. If you gave any amount of money to this GoFundMe, you should be charged with something. Now, I don't know what they can charge you with, but you should be charged with something if you donated any amount of money to this man who was laid up in the hospital for his involvement in what happened last Wednesday. Now, I understand innocent until proven guilty, and that man is entitled to a fair trial. But, Rob, did you know that this man who is charged with second-degree murder for his involvement in what happened down at Union Station, this is not his first incident with guns. He recently was on probation and just got off after two years of probation for showing a handgun during a dispute while playing basketball at the Belton Community Center. Now, Rob, I don't think you've ever been to the Belton Community Center. I have played many a pickup basketball game back in my day at the Belton Community Center. You know what I think? I don't think this guy can fight. That's what I think it is. I think he probably was getting busted up on the court down at the Belton Community Center. There was some kind of dispute because he was getting beat, and instead of, you know, putting your hands up to fight, He then pulled out a pistol on somebody at the Belton Community Center. That's what I think happened. And I think that same thing was about to happen down at Union Station. If you read the account in the story, sounds like him and some other person got into some kind of altercation. They were looking at each other. You know how men are in this situation. And this gentleman, Lindell Mays, was probably afraid he's about to get his ass whooped in this fight and pulled out a gun and started shooting. That is how I read the incident of what happened down at Union Station. I can't believe that this woman started a GoFundMe account for her son who was in the hospital who just got charged with second-degree murder. Like, how tone-deaf can you be? You started a GoFundMe? I hope he doesn't receive any money for his medical expenses. I hope you figure it out. So first and foremost... Now's a good time to note that if you want to donate to the Lisa Lopez Galvan GoFundMe, an actual helpful thing in society as she tragically lost her life down at the shooting, you can go to 610sports.com. There's a link you can donate right there. The same way Taylor Swift, the same way Gianluca Busio, the same way Travis Kelsey had. That's a good GoFundMe. I want that plug first out there in the world. Secondarily, innocent until proven guilty. I get that. Third, read the room. Are you kidding me? You are one of the accused. You are one of the people that has been identified by the Kansas City Police Department and many other witnesses as the person responsible for the tragedy down at Union Station. The reason our Wednesday show took a dramatic pivot is because you allegedly were shooting down there. Why do you need to go fund me for the suffering you've endured? You started the suffering. 
You were the one that led the bandwagon of sadness by your actions. And again, innocent until proven guilty, and he'll get his day in court, and that's fair, and I respect that, but you don't need to go fund me. I don't know who donated this. I hope it was like you had to put 100 in the pot to get it going, but I'm happy it didn't get going any former fashion. And then, I mean, when you read this story, like I'm on Fox 4 right now, and, you know, now they're, you know, interviewing people and talking to people and trying to learn more about what happened down at Union Station. And I certainly want to know what happened. I want to know what caused this incident down at Union Station. It is honestly one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. Listen to this. So they're they're telling the story. And on Tuesday, you know, one of the people, one of the victims, somebody that got shot kind of in the, in the melee, he says that he doesn't believe that one of the juveniles who was still uh, being held right now doesn't feel like he should be charged. It then goes on, and he eventually did get charged. He got charged with second-degree murder, two counts of armed criminal action, an unlawful use of a weapon. Rob, listen to what listen to this story and tell me that this is not one of the dumbest things that you have ever heard. Quote: We were going to the parade. My brother, this dude mean mugged my little brother. Harris. So one of the individuals that got charged yesterday. His name is. Uh, I'm trying to find his name. His name is Marquise Harris. He is one of the people who got charged yesterday. He then says, Harris said that Lindell May, so the person that we were started talking about at the very beginning of the story, another suspect charged on Tuesday, was staring down his 15-year-old friend. Bro, you're 23 years old. <laughs> you're 23. I just can't imagine myself as an adult getting into some altercation with a 15-year-old. That's, it's, it doesn't compute to me. He says that Lindell Mays was staring down his 15-year-old friend. That 15-year-old asked Lindell Mays if there was a problem. Then, according to Harris, Mays started to trash talk the teenager, and Harris interjected. He pushed my little brother out of the way, and as soon as I pushed my little brother out of the way, the dude stepped forward and then proceeded to shoot me. I seen the firearm. I turned, and then he hit me in the back of the neck. It went through my lip as I turned away from him. That's when the mayhem ensued. He then continues on with the story. Rob, you are telling me, according to their testimony, I was not there. I was physically here in the radio station when this happened. I can only go off eyewitness accounts. You were telling me everything that happened last Wednesday started because a 23-year-old man was mean-mugging a 15-year-old boy. And instead of both parties just simply walking away from the altercation, both parties didn't get into a pushing match or a physical altercation. They got into a shootout at Union Station with innocent civilians and kids and police and football players around. That was a solution to this. I hope they put these people under the jail. I'm serious. Under the jail. Under. I hope every count sticks. I can't believe this. Like, this makes sense to anybody. He mean mugged my little brother. My brother is 15 years old. And then they had a shootout in front of all those crowded people. Okay. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll be joined by Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride. Keep it right here, Sir Drive. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 